live from the Keltec Studios. It's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast from the Keltec Studios. Now, here's Mike. And welcome back to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Uh, gentlemen, how are you doing today? Good. Doing, doing good. Right. Doing, doing good. Right. Uh, got a good program scheduled today. Good program. Got everybody back in the studio. Earl's back from his uh, away mission. Yeah. More importantly, Fred's here. Yeah, Fred is here. Fred is Fred is there, uh, hugging and holding on. <laughs> so we've we've got everybody it's back. The, it's the people he's been hugging and holding on to that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. uh, on my does. right, on my right is the right hand man, the great 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 grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. <laughs> Good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He, he sounds a little. Uh, Tired. A little tired, a little tired, a hey, little low. I'm working. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> been working. working. He had a uh, he had some extra, some, something extra come up this morning. Yeah. We'll, we'll just say, we'll just say. Uh-huh. We should tell him, we'll let him in, let him in. <laughs> if you want to. All right, all right. If got, you want to. I got uh, Earl, uh, you, know, we, you know, he's a Monday to Friday guy, regular, regular uh, professional. You know, he's the boss there. Mm, boss. Uh, I and, actually, uh, I lobbied for a raise for you last uh, week. I know, I heard. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, he's sitting at home this morning having his, uh, you know, his coffee and crumpets or whatever he's eating, you know. And, uh, <laughs> with a smoking jacket uh, with a smoking on. jacket and a glass of Chardonnay at, you know, 8 a.m., whatever, however he does it at the, at the, at, like at the, boss. At the, like the boss's house, and uh, uh, I got into work. Uh, I, I had to get show prep, little show prep ready, and I said to the, the guys working at the store, I said, uh, hey, uh, how come the, the bay's not open and the truck's not outside? You know, because we parked that big military vehicles outside, yep. big five-ton. It's kind of our open sign. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. see the truck out front, we're you know, open. You know, you know that you can, you're welcome at the arms room. You know that the ISIS reception station is open for business. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, Everybody look around and go, uh. <laughs> and, and I said, uh, where's the keys? Because I got there right as they were opening up. Mm-hmm. And and there I said, where's the vehicle? And they said, oh, Earl took the keys home. Uh-oh. And they sent Earl a text, hey, do you have the keys? And the only response was, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I took the keys home. So, so he got At least he didn't take the truck home. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, 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 definitely go. not. Definitely not. <laughs> See, I have experienced that kind of behavior before, uh-huh. and, and there is a secret stash of blank checks in, in my office, <laughs> just in case. Just, oh, yeah, I have the checkbook with me, uh, but that's not going to make me come in. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm, I'm thinking of about having some several duplicates made, and I'm going to hide them strategically, mm-hmm. strategically throughout, throughout the, the building, office. Yeah. yeah, and they're they're made of cookie dough, so you can only use them once and they melt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Cookies? Yeah, so you're not even going to use it. Yeah. Don't, don't leave them around, Alec. You'll leave yeah. the cookies. Kevin, allocate all the keys. <laughs> Again? <laughs> they were tasty. I had ice cream, too. On my left is the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. You had a little adventure this week. You had a little fun go on. Oh, yeah. Decided uh, walking upright wasn't the best thing for you. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's a well. I had somebody help me decide that walking upright wasn't the best. They gave me two choices: you can have the surgery, or most of the stuff below your navel won't work anymore. So, yep, yep. and and it wasn't the things you would think of. It's the having to wear depends all the time was the part that convinced me I needed to go have the surgery. I told him I wasn't wiping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's talking about himself. Right. <laughs> so. um, that yeah. explains that aroma. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, so he Kevin kept telling a... me I don't have time to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't got time to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to adjust your schedule. Uh huh. Yeah, Kevin had a little bit of back surgery uh, Monday, and uh, he's been. He's already up. He's around. He's walking around. So it's uh, it's great. Uh, we're we're happy. Very, right? very slowly. Oh yeah, yeah. Gingerly, tender, you know, tenderly. But uh, you're you're up, and that's uh, that's always yeah. a good sign. That's always a good sign after back surgery. Yeah, that's a good sign to be uh, on on the back feet. Uh, I had the secret checks, by the way. You had the secret <laughs> checks. Yeah. And a pen. Uh, hey, uh, across from me, in about the 1 o'clock position, uh, you know him, you love him, the Padawan learner, the samurai sidekick. Please welcome him back, Alec L. Weber, J.D. That's accurate. <laughs> That's accurate. That's accurate. may not be truthful, but it's accurate. Step further. Yeah. I got a license to be bad to the bone. That was corny. And how was it? <laughs> so how was it this week? That's, that's that's so that's your second week that you got to sit around in the smoking jacket. No, I was uh I was working. I was working. in court. Yeah. Did they working wear, in court? Mm-hmm. Get to take the smoking jacket to the court, or you have to change that like when you leave, like Mr. Rogers with the sweater and Well, the judges don't really like the smell of smoke half the time, so you know I gotta gotta make sure I am pleasantly yeah. aromaed. <laughs> and when I'm there, it's usually the other guy <laughs> getting the burn. Yeah. <laughs> Judges today, they just don't make them like they used to, you know. I, yeah. Our judicial officers are wonderful, and I love them all. <laughs> no, I mean as far as their as far as their good, good save, good save. Their smoking tolerance—that was all I was referring ah, to. Okay. It was their smoking tolerance. The following opinions have not been made by Max Law and Lando. Yeah, I'm going to have to pay Earl a royalty for that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> There's that race. Yeah, I get it one way or another. Hey, uh, if you're in uh, the central Florida area, we've got a gun show uh, we've, uh, we've been asked to tell you about. It's out in Mineola, Claremont at 800 North US 27 in Mineola. That's 800 North US 27 in Mineola. Uh, Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 4, concealed weapons classes 11 to 2 daily. That's uh, today and tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, 9 to 5, tomorrow, Sunday 10 to 4. And if you're, i got a note here It says if you're putting it in your GPS, make sure you use the city of Mineola. Yep. Uh, hey, if you got a gun show, you want to hear us talk about your gun show, you're listening, you're your gun show promoter, you're going to a gun show, you're you're a vendor at a gun show somewhere in the country, how can they get a hold of us, Earl, and have us promote their gun show? They can send us a tweet on Twitter, at Arms Room Radio. They can send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash Arms Room Radio. They can send us an email, radio at armsroom.com. And here in the studio, they can call us live direct. 407-774-8255. Talk. Talk. Yeah, that's talk. That's 8255 is that talk. So, so yeah, if you got a gun show you want us to get out, if it's this weekend, that's probably the best way. If it's, uh, it's you know, it's later on yep, in the yep. next couple weeks, These send us the email. free gun shows, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. we don't support the gun show loophole. Yeah, yeah. The, that's the, the, because it's gun non-existent. Gun show oh. loophole free. Uh, yeah, details. Hey, we got a, we got a great show planned for you. We got uh, Dr. John Adine coming on. We're going to be talking about gun-free zones and liability. 
So that's going to be an interesting one. I know my... Uh, I got a kick oh, out of that. Oh, yeah, oh, my, the two lawyers just perked Yeah, my, law, my lawyer... Hmm? Hmm? What are the damages? They, they, they heard liability and some uh, some, some drool hit the table. Oh, so. oh wasn't that uh, bad. No, <laughs> I might have salivated. So, uh, Jerry Henry from uh, Georgia Carries to be carry, uh, calling us, and he's uh, executive director up there. They've got some legislative action in the works with their open carry bill. Uh, we're going to be talking to Lieutenant Bill later on. We're going to be talking about some uh, what's oh, going on. Crazy world, of, yeah, crazy world of law enforcement with all the, uh, uh, the officers being killed. Really, it's ridiculous. Yes. Um, and uh, probably second hour, we will hit to you up on uh, some facts going on in, in Florida with the uh, Florida open carry and Florida concealed carry, and then uh, other others around the state. I just see uh, South Carolina's got some news. I see West Virginia's got some news. So we'll hit all of it as, as we can. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. We'll see you after the break. Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47-style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle insist on tactical excellence insist on gun tech usa parts gun tech a proud supporter of the second amendment and friends of arms room radio check them out online today at guntechusa.com that's g-u-n-t-e-c-u-s-a.com gun tech usa defining tactical excellence for over 26 years Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. 
Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons. Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Keltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Arms Room Radio live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We're Thank coming you. to you live from the Caltech Studios. Uh, Earl, how, how can everybody get a hold of us here? Uh, we've got uh, got a couple of good guests. I want to make sure that people have the opportunity to chime in and uh, give us their comments. Uh, read them on the air. Look, if you don't want to call in, you just want us to read your comments on the air, that's fine, too. Send send them to us. They can give us a call directly live here into the Caltech Studios at 407-774-8255. That's 407-774-TALK, T-A-L-K. On your favorite, they can send us a tweet on Twitter, at Arms Room Radio. They can send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash Arms Room Radio. Or they can, the old standby, they can send us an email, radio at armsroom.com. There you go. So send them up to us. If you, get, you hear some, uh, hear something you want to talk about, you want to, you want to get into, uh, go right ahead. Uh, but hey, before we bring our guest on, I've got to uh, issue a correction from last week. We got we we, as Earl just read to you all the contact information. Somebody took the time, uh, you know, used the contact information and sent us an email. We were talking about Chicago last That's week. That's right. That's and right. I, and I made the comment about how small Chicago was. Uh, I want to I want to clarify. Uh, Chicago is not a small town. Chicago is a very big town. Uh, I, what I was referring to was the, what I'd call the uh, the downtown skyscraper skyscraper part of Chicago, whereas uh, uh, in, in New York, where it's uh, you know six miles you know north to south you know mile or mile east to west, uh, it's a very large metropolis of buildings. The whole you know city of or island of Manhattan is. In Chicago, it's not so much. You, you, you know I always thought of Chicago as the same. The same kind of place, where Chicago is much more spread out. It's not on top of each other like that. So the skyscraper part, where whatever it used to, whatever it's called now, the old Sears Tower and all of that, is only three, four, or five blocks. It's not a uh, hundred blocks like it is in in New York. But yeah, did not mean to uh, diminish the size of Chicago. It's a huge city, and uh, you guys already got enough pain with the Cubs there. So we'll just <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Easy uh, does it there, buddy. Hey, come on. It's not, I'm, I'm not the one. You know, they haven't won the World Series in 107 years or whatever it is now. I know. So. I was there the first time. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's their, I'm it's their pain. I'm their waiting pain. for the next one. <laughs> uh, hey, on the line with us, we have uh, Dr. John Adine. Doctor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, I saw your article. Well, first, you know, it's to tell us about the organization. Tell us about uh, uh, your, the organization. Sure. Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership isn't just doctors. Uh, we're uh, you know, doctors, nurses, technicians. But what we do is we educate healthcare professionals about the Second Amendment and gun rights. And also, we are the anti-Bloomberg uh, <laughs> public health, essentially. Um, when they come out with stuff, we read it, analyze it, and then we, uh, we comment. <laughs> I think it's referred to as debunking. <laughs> Absolutely. And maybe a, a scientific term. Yes, I was being kind. 
<laughs> so if you're a you're you're an EMT, you're a paramedic, you're a, you're a doctor, you're you know brain surgeon, nurse you, PA, nurse PA, and you want to you want to be involved, uh, you can as long as you're in the medical field, uh, you know, uh, uh, aiding and, and providing some sort of medical care. Right, and, and and if you're very passionate, I mean, even if you're not in the medical field, if say you have. Um, Oh, experience in analyzing research or something like that. Ah. You know, we would we would welcome you as well. Okay. We want somebody who you know. We want people who can help us uh, educate and do our do the things that we do. And that's drgo.us. Is that right? That that's correct. Drgo.us. We put out a blog twice a week. We're also on Facebook, and usually there's something on Facebook every day. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so get on there, sign up on Facebook, check out the group. If you're in the medical field, you wanna you wanna take part in uh, in, in what what uh, what Doctor John's doing there and every in his organization. Get get on board, uh, Doc. You got a, I see a great article coming from you guys uh, a week ten days ago, uh, and that's why we got you on the program. We wanted to talk about gun free zones. Yeah, as you know, I'm uh, very passionate about getting rid of gun free zones. Uh, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I realize that every time I walk into my hospital, I have to disarm, and I'm in a soft target, a huge soft target, uh, with very little defense. And uh, we need to get rid of these gun-free zones. The other thing is, you know, in, in trying to get rid of the gun-free zones in my hospital, I ran up against the corporate structure, the CEOs and the lawyers they don't see having a gun-free zone sign in the hospital as being a negative. And so uh, back in uh, September at Gun Rights Policy Conference during the Q&A session, I asked Alan Gottlieb, you know, what can we do to hold the owners of gun-free zones accountable for the harm that can happen if there is, say, a mass shooting or a uh, you know, psychopathic murderer event in the hospital? What, what, you know, what's, what's our option? And so that's what prompted me to write this article. Uh, you, you come at it from a, 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 a really unique as, aspect. You know, we've all talked about gun-free zones or, or killing zones, and uh, the gun-free zones are a target-rich environment. But, but, and, and this is where this is uh, even more interesting. As a doctor, you're telling us about the liability of the gun-free zones. Right. I mean, right now the corporate people don't see it as a negative. They actually think, think it's protecting them. Exactly. They think that that piece of plastic sign outside the emergency room protects is a magic shield that uh, that protects you know the make believe gun free zone, and of course that works very well for the law abiding, but it doesn't do jack for the criminal, terrorist, or psychopath. Reason being, under the current laws, under the current common law, you know, the independent criminal act of a third party cuts off any sort of liability there. So if this this was unforeseeable, that independent criminal act will hold the the facility non-negligent, non-liable. Right. right. But what we need to do, and this is what Alan Gottlieb talked about, is we have to probably, through our legislatures, enact laws – uh, that hold the owners of gun-free zones liable. Now, the, the Dolores Gresham, who is a state senator in Tennessee, introduced a bill, and this is another thing that prompted me to write this article. That uh, it's uh, what was it? It's 
Senate Bill 1736. And it says that if the person or entity posts to prohibit the possession of firearms on the property, the posting entity for purposes of liability assumes custodial responsibility for the security and defense of any concealed handgun permit holder harmed while on the posted property. So if you think about it, if we have to, we have to change the playing field mm -hmm. so that the corporate lawyers see that there is liability in disarming those who can defend themselves. You know, this, this, I mean, it only makes sense if uh, you're posting these signs and says uh, gun-free zone that you should you should accept the liability. If you, well, if you post their, it. their thoughts are that <clears throat> we tried to make it safe. We said no guns, and they broke the law. So you can't hold us responsible because that person broke the law. But the, there was a key thing, and what Alex said was if there's no reason to believe it's a risk. All of the right. mass shootings that I'm aware of have all taken place in gun-free zones. So now there's no reason to believe that posting a sign will make that place a gun-free safe zone. Right, but this this is akin to putting a sign that says no slipping and falling on wet floors. It, you know, it's not authorized. You're dealing with you're dealing with case law that goes all the way back to the Magna Carta and back to England. You've right. got to change this through the legislature. Right. Right. And, and so I mean, because well, I mean, there's a an attorney here in uh, in Texas. Her name is Michelle Byington. And she was actually being interviewed on a podcast of a friend of mine, Bob Maine. Um, and she says that, yes, in Texas, there actually is liability for the owner of the gun-free zones. Uh, I'm not familiar, and I've been trying to get a hold of her to, find, to have her clarify that. But, uh, you know, I think the bottom line is, is that when somebody d disarms you and does nothing to change the environment other than putting up a plastic sign, They've actually got extraordinary liability. The guys in, at Buckeye Firearms have actually written an article advising the businesses in, in Ohio that uh, they actually now incur an extraordinary liability because not only in the premises of the business, but also in the parking lot and in the environs, if you're disarmed, criminals know that all you have to do is go to the parking lot and you can get somebody there. They're, they're all, coming out of the building, they're disarmed. So you know this opens up a can of worms. Plus, look at this. Here you are. You're you're at a place that's a gun-free zone, and you're a criminal. You can stake out the parking lot and watch people put their guns in their trunks, and then you can target those vehicles for burglary. Yeah, you, you've got a free source of guns. Absolutely, and that, we we see that happen all the time at. Uh... Well, it, it gun shows in places that say gun-free zone signs. I was uh, uh, went to visit Kevin after he had his procedure earlier this week, a uh, little back procedure, and there's a sign right outside. It says, uh, according to Florida statute, no guns are allowed in this facility except for in your car where you know that case cited the statute number, which is you're allowed to bring your put your firearm in your car in the parking lot. Uh, so it, right there, it's, you know, I'm looking at that going. I should go back and give me some guns out of some cars. I mean, this, the yeah. sign is telling me right here, no guns inside. They're all back here where you're not, where you're not. John, we got about exactly. 30 seconds, but do you know if that Texas liability is, is uh, through judicial-made law or whether it's an actual legislature enactment? I don't think it's a legislative thing. Okay. But I, I tell you what, I, I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of Michelle Byington, and I will let you know. Uh, I'll send you an email. And uh, we'll, we'll try to sort it out. John, we got to come up. Uh, we're coming up on a break here. Let me uh, let me cut you off, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. Dr. John Adine, when we get back.
listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Keltec Studios. Call the Keltec Studios online right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltec Studios. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A dot com. Welcome back to the show. A uh, big, uh, big thank you out to our friends at GunTech. We, uh, of course, we speak to them every week. Uh, things are going great out there. They're they're getting uh, getting some great response from uh, from all of you people calling, looking for their products and uh, checking them out. And so uh, they really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. And thank you for supporting our supporting our sponsors there. So they're they're a really good group of guys, and it's a great product they got going on out there. And uh, you know, Kevin and I, like I said, been out there, seen their manufacturing facility right out in uh, Arizona, and uh, they're churning them out. Can't can't make them yeah, fast it, enough. Their fa- their facility is nicer than my house. Yeah, yeah, they they <laughs> so, they they, uh, they definitely have attention to detail when they put things together out there. Uh, I on the line with this is uh, Doctor John Adine from the Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. Welcome back, Doctor. Thank you. Okay, we were talking about uh, gun-free zones and liabilities, and I think uh, Alec had asked you about uh, Texas, and we were we were scrambling during the break. We put our crack research staff on it, trying to find out if it was a just a policy procedure or if it was some sort of legislative uh, action. Or if it was a couple of trials and jury decided one way and the the judge kept the the jury verdict and went to the appellate court and they upheld it. I can't find it. I've been looking for it also. But it's, it's to my recollection, it was part of the last legislative cycle where if you put those signs up, and and because those signs had to meet a certain standard, if you put those signs up, you then accepted the liability. Uh, But we're still checking that out, still looking for that. Uh, well, yeah, and, and, I'll, and I'll work from this side, too, and hopefully we can come up with an answer one way or the other. Yes. Unfortunately, I'm a doctor and not a legal scholar, so I'm <laughs> kind of behind the eight ball on that. I'm, I'm a little bit out of my area of expertise as far as uh, legal matters, but still I think it's important for us to look at how can we protect ourselves against the criminals, the terrorists, and the psychopaths. And if somebody takes away my ability to protect myself, because as we all know, the police do not have an obligation to protect you as an individual. Although a police officer today told me that that's not the case in Texas. They actually do. If, if they see something happening, they have an obligation to intercede. There's a United States. So Sorry. There's a- so that's good. Yeah, that's good for Texas, but... There's a United States Supreme Court uh, opinion out right. there. Um, Castle Rock, I believe it. It came out in like 2002 where... Uh, I think it was out of Utah, where the police did not have an obligation to go into a household that was, I think there was a, a hostage situation, and the, uh, I think the children ended up being killed in the hostage situation. I believe that there was a uh, Supreme Court opinion that said that there was no duty on behalf of the police to go in there and act. Right, and then there was the, the case in uh, New York City uh, where the transit police officers stood by and watched a guy getting stabbed and didn't intervene, and they, they sued the, the New York Police Department. Yep. And the officers, and you know, the, the the case was found in favor of the of the city, and not uh, not the victim. So, I mean, there's there's plenty of precedent out there, and so here we are. We're in a situation where people who can def- defend themselves are forced to disarm, and to be victims. And you know, looking at hospitals, hospitals are you know the one that I work at is gigantic, 
that covers an entire city block, um, and it's you know ten stories high. So even if there was a police armed police officer in the emergency department, if there was a, an event that happened on the ninth floor, three towers down, by the time the police officer, if he could even find the place, which he probably wouldn't be able to do, <laughs> would get there, it would be over already. And so this is my argument with, with the people that I work with is, look, we need to have people in place, armed, but concealed right. and discreet. So that in case something does happen, you know, we don't want nurses being security guards, but we want somebody there who can act in the gravest extreme when there's a guy out there murdering people. Because let's face it, you're in the hospital. You just had back surgery, right? Are you going to be able to get up and run away? No, you're you're pretty much limited to your your mobility. We got. I work in a children's hospital. We got children. Now some little kids can run fast, but after they've had their appendix out, they're not moving very fast. Or right. a kid in a in a cast with a broken leg. One of my patients, or in a body cast. You know, they're not going to be able to get out of there. So if there's somebody who really wants to to create havoc and and you know cause a lot of harm, you know, a hospital is a great soft target you know i you know you guys heard my talk about terrorism in hospitals and you know that's one of my biggest fears is that you know hospitals are soft targets and you know talk about the psychological damage to a community if you have a mass shooting in a hospital yeah yeah and then listen we we understand hospitals they can't put a security guard or a police officer on every floor. It's impossible, especially with something as large as you. They'd be employing more security than medical staff. Uh, exactly. But, but you know, the federal government uh, will allow pilots, if they choose to do so, to go through training and be armed and carry concealed on on the aircraft or in the airport. Uh, but they won't allow, and you get your states and your federal government, they won't allow uh, you people to outlaw these gun-free zones. Gun-free zones, right. you can put those signs up, it's a gun-free zone. Well, why don't we just put the gun-free zones on the airplane? We'll just put that right there when you come down the terminal, it says gun-free zone. Because we, we all of us with any common sense know that doesn't work. We tried mm-hmm. to have that work out for us. Yeah, we, we, we know it doesn't work. But, uh, again, it works for them. Guns work for the government, but it, it, won't, they won't, it doesn't work for us. And, Doc, I don't think we're saying, let's, like you just said, we're going to arm everybody. If you have somebody with training, if you have somebody with a skill, if you have somebody that wants to learn to go to the training or go to the class and then carry properly and carry concealed, allow them to do so. Right. I mean, the FASTER program in Ohio is a great example. You know, they train teachers and administrators during the summer. They, they, they train with them. I think it's like a five-day course, and they do even force-on-force, something like that. And then those, those people go back to the schools. And they are in place at the time. If, if if there were a shooting that were ever to happen, they would be they would be there. They'd be able to intervene long before the the police can get there. Right. We, you know, time time is lives is lives. I mean, it's like every twenty seconds is one person getting shot. We talked in these mass shooting events. Right. We talked about this. Uh... With the active shooter response at at Sandy Hook at Sandy Hook Elementary, the from the time bad guy pulled the trigger the first time till he t- pulled the trigger the last time was four minutes and twenty two seconds. So you had four minutes and twenty two seconds to pull the trigger without consequence, without anybody to confront him, without any armed personnel to confront him, and then after that last shot was fired at the four minute and twenty two second mark, it was another four minutes before police made the initial entry. 
you know, and, and, and it's exactly right. These these are seconds. These you know when when seconds count, the police are minutes away. Minutes away, yeah. and you can't blame them for that because you can't be again. You can't put them everywhere. Otherwise, we'd have a one to one police ratio. Yeah, you know, and that, that wouldn't right. work. And believe me, if they could be there, they would be there. Yes, and, and that's that's it's not it's not their lack of wanting to. It's just a matter of being able to be in the right place at the right time. They don't move at the speed of thought. Yeah. Nope. nope. None of us do, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, law enforcement may be the first responders, but the intended victim is always the immediate responder. Exactly. Yep. And, and um, you know, in talking with my colleagues, you know, this is the other issue, is that a lot of places, they, even, they can't lock the, 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 the wards down. Yeah. They're open wards. There's no way to secure the spaces. You know, the government tells you, run, hide, fight. All right. Those are the three things you should do: evade, you know, lock down or whatever. But a lot of places you can't lock down. And I can tell you, my colleagues aren't going to be running away from their patients. They're going to be there with their patients. They're going to be victims as well. And it's just something that I am just not willing to put up with. I mean, I just can't accept that. So I'm doing whatever I can do to to, to fight against these gun-free zones because. They're evil, frankly. They they allow evil to persist, and and have the advantage, and uh, it's just not gonna it's not gonna work. Yeah, exactly, Kevin. You always say if if it, I, I put it to the school analogy, if it was a hundred thousand dollars sitting in each one of those rooms, in each one of those classrooms, at each one of those desks, we'd have armed guards in the room to protect that money. It. We got to believe our kids are worth more than a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. And you had kids, John's at the uh, pediatric hospital there, and it's it's if that patient was a hundred thousand dollars in cash, there'd be an armed guard in that room, and, and no one would have a have a no issue no with one that. think think twice about it. Exactly, Doc. Thanks for joining us again this week. Um, it's uh, drgo.us drgo.us for your medical professional. Get on board. Uh, get on with Doctor Dean's people and, uh, and 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 help out where you can. Thank you, sir. Thanks, All right, thank you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. 
thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Maybe you'll get past the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. The Caltech RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See the RDB in action at YouTube slash Caltech Weapons. Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Kiltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Arms Room Radio. Live coast to coast. With Mike and the guys in the Kiltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Uh, I want to make sure we uh, we thank our last guest uh, for for joining us. It was Dr. John Adeen from Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. That's D R G O dot U S D R G O dot U S. If you want to get a hold of him, I, I see it in my head as Doctor Go. Doctor Go. Doctor Go dot U S. So give John a call there, and, and he's serious. Uh, you know, if you're a EMT, if you're a nurse's aide, and you want to be part of the organization and, and help out, uh, or if you're you're not a medical specialist and you just uh, you've got You've got experience doing research, and you can help them out. Give give them a shout. Drgo.us. Um, we uh, we you know what we we're going to roll right into another guest. Oh, going to roll right into another guest. All uh, lined up. All all lined up, ready to go. Uh, on the phone with us, we have Mr. Jerry Henry, Executive Director of Georgia Carry. Welcome back, Jerry. Hey, nice to be here. Uh, I, I hear you guys in Atlanta. You getting some sleet or something up there? Is that coming up, or is it you already in the well, snow uh, or? Ah, they say we're going to have something. So far, I haven't seen anything at my house. I'm uh, south of Atlanta, so okay. maybe getting a little bit more up north. They they normally get a little bit more than we do. Gotcha. Understood. Yeah, you nice. Uh, they rise up over there. They get towards the mountains up there. Oh yeah. Once you get up up there, they can get a lot of stuff. If we get it down here, they really going to get it up there. Yeah. Once we get it. Uh, if we don't get it, then they may or may not get it. But. 
Um, Jerry, let's talk about uh, House Bill 859 you got going on in Georgia. Okay. It's a pretty simple little bill. Basically, what it's going to allow us to do is to carry on campus, uh, on college campuses, which we are not allowed to do right now. Uh, it will allow you to carry except uh, in um, student housing or at sporting events. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we have a... There's a, a sporting event exception down here in Florida, also. That's that's one of the yeah. places. Um, how, yeah. How's it being received up there? How's this? How's this look like it's going to go for you? Well, it depends on who you talk to. Of <laughs> course, we got the we got Bloomberg and his money's all against it. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we and and our pennies are are all for it. Right. Uh, actually, it looks better to me than it has in quite some time of us actually getting something out of this bill. We've had had a lot of trouble getting the governor to go along with. Uh, anything because of the uh, board of regents up here, and okay. uh, I'm not sure exactly what the connection is there. Other than he gets to appoint him, but uh, the board of regents has always been against it uh, and remain against it. Uh, and what has happened in the past is the uh, House of Representatives passed the bill; they sent it to the to the uh, Senate, and the Senate will do their best to gut it, uh, and uh, basically kill it, what's happened in the past. Uh, this time it is a standalone bill. Uh, a lot of times, it, it, that, well, most of the times in the past, it's been included in a comprehensive bill with other things. So uh, there's not a whole lot for them to to really cut out of this bill if they're going to try to cut anything out. They're, they're either going to have to kind of vote for it or against it. Met up there in the Senate once it gets there. Once it gets to the Senate, that's correct. It uh, it will probably be heard sometime next week in the House, and then it'll be uh, it'll be sent over to the Senate after it's voted on and the floor of the House. But there'll probably be a committee hearing on it next week, which we expect uh, the committee to to go forth with it, and then we would expect it to pass in the House and go to the Senate, and then we have to see what happens over there. Yeah, Florida's in a, in a much similar place where it uh, passed the House. Uh... Uh, with with great numbers and uh, and now it's being sat on, uh, nothing's being yep. done. Uh, we were, that's, that's that's the way we are most of the time. Yeah, we have to talk. We get that scheduled next hour. We're talking about in Florida, but um, what can uh, what can the listeners do up there in Georgia? You know, we got Atlanta listening to us, and what what can we do to to help you out to get this uh, moved along? Well, we can you can contact the um, the House uh, Public Safety and Homeland Security Committee. Tell them that you would like to have a hearing on it and that you're for it, et cetera, and contact your House members, House of Representatives, and ask them to uh, support the bill. Uh, right now, that's about all we can do. Get it out of the House, then we'll go over to the Senate and try to do something. But if you contact the House members and the, the Public Safety Committee, uh, which you can get off of the uh, – if you go to Georgia General Assembly – uh, and then click on House of Representatives. It will show you the committees. You can click on the committee, and it will uh, give you each committee. And then go to Public Safety Committee, and it will give you all the members and their contact information. We uh, we ask that you call and that you uh, email them. Or, well, it's fax. If you you know still people still use fax, you can do that as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, the only thing that we ask is if you if you do contact them, uh, be pleasant, be 
uh, courteous to them and remember that uh, they have a job to do and, and don't threaten them whatever you do. Just ask them, tell them what you're for and ask them to support your your cause. Yeah, be be professional. You know, it's never you start sure. getting uh, making personal attacks and and being silly on there. They're just going to turn you off and think uh, and and, sure. and think the opposite sure. of what you what you want anyway. Um, sure. I mean, camp, campus carry is, uh, you know, it, it's not something that uh, you know gun nuts just want schools on campus or excuse me, guns on campus. This is, you know, this you've had your Virginia Tech shooting. You know, you, you've had how many other you know college campus shootings gone on sure. in, in Oregon uh, a couple months back. This sure. is this is allow this is about allowing. It's not putting guns in everybody's hand and putting it in a student's nope. hands. This is nope. allowing the people that already have their firearms license to carry at those locations. And can carry anywhere else in the state, basically. Right. But they can't step across the property line there. And if you if you go back and look, here in, in uh, Atlanta, we have Georgia State University. And in the last, uh, I think it's the last five weeks, they've had four armed robberies inside the library at that school, but yet they don't want you to have guns on there to protect yourself. Yeah, that's, that's you know, I, so, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get, you know, how they think, again, we had this with, with Dr. John Dean last couple segments, that, you know, you put up that sign that says gun-free zone, that, you know, that, you know it's a magic. It's magic. It's going to happen. Sure, sure. Well, you know, so many times when things happen that, you can't control them. Politicians think they have to do something. And in the past, what they've done is put up the sign that says gun-free zone, and they've dusted off their hands and walked off and said, we've taken care of the problem. And they haven't taken care of the problem. They've exacerbated the problem because now they've taken a place where you could have protected yourself. And not only do they deny you the right to defend yourself, but they also advertise to the whole world that nobody's going to be there with a gun to to protect themselves. Yeah, this come is... on in. You know, it's it's a victim enrichment zone. It's not a gun free zone. It's a victim enrichment zone. I call them fake, pretend type uh, gun free zones because, honest to goodness, real gun free zones are protected by what guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you go to the Capitol, if you go anywhere. Uh, around uh, the go to prison, you go to the police station. Guess what? They got guns there protecting their gun free zones. You're absolutely right. But but here we don't do that. We just put up a sign and say, Oop, "That'll take care of it." Yeah, yeah. Let's let the let the children go up there and not be protected by guns. And and again, I want to point out this is not uh, this is not advocating give every kid a gun. You know, you know, here's no. hey, eighteen year old, here's no. a gun. Carry a shotgun around as you walk no. around campus. No. Uh, and I know that's what that's the argument we hear is these kids don't need guns. And we're not saying oh yeah, put the put oh, the yeah. guns in the hands of the kids. We're saying let those that are legally and trained and authorized to have those firearms continue to carry them just like normal, and instead of getting rid of their gun when they cross a line on the ground. That's correct. It, it is it is people who are over twenty one years old have been background checked by the FBI, the GBI, and mental health checks. And as we stated, are allowed to carry in any other place in the state that is not off limit that will be carrying up there. It's the same people that you can go to class with. They can walk across the street from the campus, strap their firearm on, and go anywhere in the state they want to. But they can't step across the other side of that property line without violating the law. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, that doesn't make sense. All right, so, Georgia, listen up. House Bill 859, contact your House members. Get a hold of them. Be polite. Call, email. Uh, you go do the research there at uh, the Georgia General Assembly. It's the Public Safety Committee. You can call and email them if they're not, if you, it's not your House member. Contact your House member to vote for it. Contact the committee to make sure this, uh, this gets uh, put through. That's correct, uh, Jerry. Thank you for calling in. Um, anytime you need any help, anything, let us know. We we uh, you know we want to push it out there. We want to get want to get this stuff taken care of. We appreciate it. We appreciate your support, and thank you for having us on your your program. Anytime, sir. That's uh, GeorgiaCarry.org. If you want to become a member, if you're in, uh, if you, listen, if you're not in Georgia and you want to become a member of Georgia Carry, guess what? They give you a membership. They don't mind. You send them, send in your fee. You get your membership card. You could be a member from afar. I'm. I don't live in Georgia. I'm a member of Georgia Carry. They yep. uh, try to help out as many of these organizations as we can. Oh yeah. Um, so again, thank you, thank you to Jerry for coming on. That's GeorgiaCarry dot uh, dot org. dot org. Uh, hey, we got. Great hour so far. So everything's flying by. A couple of great guests uh, coming back next hour. We're going to be talking about a little bit of Florida Carry. We got some gun stuff. We got some police stuff. We're going to be talking about uh, Panera Bread and their uh, their ridiculous CEO's new policy. Uh, but uh, until we see you next hour, please remember to exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Uh, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. Give us about three, four minutes. We'll see you when we get back. Enjoy your break. Have fun. From the Caltech Studios, it's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast. From the Caltech Studios. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Uh, it's a good-looking crowd there. Oh, you do it every week. You get, get, them, get them brought in here. Even Thank when you're you. not here, Thank you got them in here. Yep. Getting those tickets out ahead of time. I have my ways. Um, on my right, right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbett, approved memo. Oh, yeah. Lead a workshop. Remember <laughs> Would that make Fred the great-great-great-great-great? Yeah, Great grand beard. Yes, it would. I'd make him the great grand beard. I was okay until Mike started busting him. That that was too Wasn't much. Bad. No, it, that was a butterfly, and that was weird. Getting my getting my groove on. Getting my groove on. That it's uh, it's called interpretive dis- dance. It was very ah, disturbing. Is what it was. Interpretive dance. Next, he's going to start singing like William Shatner. I'm a rocket man. <laughs> a rocket man. <laughs> Uh, on my left, in the 10 o'clock position, the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja, the Vicodin King. Please welcome him back, <laughs> Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Just, a, listen, just to clarify, for all legal purposes, 
Kevin is not the Vicodin King. <laughs> yeah, he had back surgery. He's a Viking sur- King. He's a Viking King. He had uh, back surgery this past week, and he's got a bottle, and he's uh, he's resisting taking it because he doesn't uh, want to sound incoherent. He'll wait till he gets home, and wait until the uh, the demons start to bounce on his back, uh, and and then he'll perhaps take one <laughs> yeah. to rest tonight. The demon's name is Bear. Yeah, exactly. The, the dogs. The yeah. dog. The dogs. Yeah, Kevin has a dog, and then his dog has a dog. Right. So. And they both want to play. Punch the incision. Yeah, punch the incision. Yeah, it's a. It's no, no, a, wait. Watch this. I can headbutt it. <laughs> yeah, good old dogs. You know. Yeah. Now I know what to do when he says something I don't like. Punch yeah. the incision. That's a really. Call bear. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good plan. That's a really good plan. That won't result in any hemorrhaging at all. By you. I know. I know what you meant. Sitting across from me, the Padawan learner, the samurai sidekick. Please welcome back, Mr. Alec L. Weber, attorney at law. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to be proper and you know give give you, you at least once. Proper? You know, yeah. Please come on. Give you give you once there. <laughs> what, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Just sign this. Okay. Sign this. Did you read it? <laughs> no, I just signed it. I just I put the date on it. There are I, dates you know. and the signatures. <laughs> There's paper and words and signatures. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, this is a uh, public service note. If anybody hands you any document and it's uh, it's blank, don't sign it. Uh, if there's anything written on it, uh, don't sign it until you read it or have your attorney read it. Don't just be out there signing documents. That's right. Because they will, they will come back to bite you in the butt mm-hmm. and uh, make your attorney plenty of money. Mm-hmm. So, uh, perhaps you should, you know? Maybe. Yeah, 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 just sign that. Just sign that. <laughs> Call us and we'll try to fix it. Yeah. Not like you. Not like you ever do that. I, sir, <laughs> don't sign anything. <laughs> and when I do, it's with my left hand and somebody else's name. So... Yeah, we've noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or I sign uh, Donald Duck. Don't agree. Don't agree. <laughs> don't, don't agree. I will take test. Kevin had a client. Uh, since, since we're going to include him in on uh, a, a DUI, I believe it, it was. It was. I, I've, I've heard of a story. Right, right. Where someone decided to sign their name on the implied consent and on the citation for DUI, I will take the test. And, and that's what they signed as their signature. And he was charged with refusing to take a test. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. When when they got to, when they got to the pretrial, state attorney was actually making sounds that you're not allowed to make in a courtroom <laughs> because he, his case kind of went sideways. Unless you're a judge talking to a public defender. Yeah. In Brevard County. Listen, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, listen, listen. Careful. I, I love our judicial officers. We, uh, we had, uh, you guys have all seen it on YouTube, and in fact, the judge, I think we just finally got suspended uh, over it. Um, it took a, a year, year and a half. I just saw this in, within the past week. There was a judge in Brevard County, Florida, that's uh, Cocoa, Cocoa Beach area. Yep. That Melbourne? Uh, yes. Um, um, the uh, defense attorney and the judge got into it. Public and, defender. In the, yeah, public at defender. A, at arraignment. And uh, they said, well, why don't we step outside? You could hear him go in the hallway. And uh, somebody went through some drywall. I mean, there was, it was, uh, my, it was not my, a, my uh, understanding <laughs> is that the judge got the first lick in, yeah. and it was effective. Yeah. There were, uh, there were defendants in handcuffs in the, in the jury uh, chairs going, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I just yes, saw whatever. Again, I know that was well over a year ago, and I just saw this past week or two that I, I guess it took a year and a half to make it through YouTube to get to uh, the, <laughs> the, the judicial committee. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and then they just suspended him or they pulled him from the bench. Um, hey, listen, we, we uh, you know uh, it brings up a, a question, a DUI. We we, we mentioned there. I got uh, Lieutenant Bill, our law enforcement executive, on the line. Billy, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing great, Mike. How are you guys doing? Listen, all the years you ever worked DUI, did everybody anybody ever slip one past you and write, I will I will take the test on their paperwork when they were should have been uh, their signature block? Well, they didn't write that. I've I've had them write other things. Um <laughs> expletives and, you know, what I can do with my mother and things like that. Right, right, right. Nothing, nothing like that. Yeah. Uh, but awesome. speaking of DUIs, uh, down here in the 17th uh, Judicial Circuit, we recently had a, a judge uh, go ahead and resign uh, because uh, she was uh, arrested and convicted of DUI. And uh, we, had, we had two more uh, judges that were arrested and either pled out or, or were convicted for DUI. So uh, the... the uh, Judicial Qualifications Commission uh, handed out some stiff punishments, and then it went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court came back and said, "No, that's not enough." Uh, <laughs> so it's 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 been wild down here too. I remember when I uh, I went to the police academy. You know, this wow. is a this is a long time ago. I uh, one of my instructors uh, was, or two of my instructors were judges, ju- judges in the, in the circuit, ju- circuit judges, and. Uh, Oh, geez, it was probably a year, year and a half later, I had made a DUI arrest, and I was at the jail, and I was inside the Sally Port, and the Sally Port door opens up, and coming in is one of the judges. And I said, wow, geez, I haven't seen the judge since, you know, the academy, let me say hi. And as the door continued to open up, the judge came further in in, in handcuffs, ooh, <laughs> being, ooh, being escorted by, by Highway Patrol. Good. Your Honor, how are you? Oh, you for, can't shake my for hand. For DUI. And, um, <laughs> yeah. She ended up uh, losing her position there also. I believe she uh, uh, she went on to a very successful law practice, though, I'm sure. You know, <laughs> they, you know, they, because you're not restricted that, by so. government pay, you know, at that point. Yeah. You to get to make it in the private sector. There's one in uh, Texas we were just reading about, too. There's a judge out there that was charged with DUI, and she... Uh, they actually, the state attorney dropped the charges because it said um, would not be in the best interest of justice to prosecute the judge. <laughs> yeah, so that one's that one's all up in arms out there. We'll have to get that story for you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's that's a. I'm going to say what they you. I promised I wouldn't say about the thing you did that time when that place that resulted in yeah. all those convictions. I got me some Polaroids. Yeah, that's, right. that's what I got. Okay. <laughs> Assured mutual Leverage. destruction. Leverage. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Somewhere there's pictures of midgets and ponies. Exactly, <laughs> exactly right. Damn. And they're not yeah. acting in this traditional midget and ponies roles. <laughs> Bill doesn't pull any punches. Um, hey, Bill, we're coming up on a break. If you hold on for a couple of seconds, we're going to come back. I want to talk to you about uh, all the tragedies going on right now in the law enforcement community. I want to uh, see if we can figure out what's going on and what we could do to to help put some put the word out there um you're listening to arms room radio coming to you live from the Keltech studios uh on the line is lieutenant bill we'll be back in a couple of minutes to talk about uh, the tragic deaths going on in the law enforcement community right now Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. 
with my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Maybe you'll get past the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. The Keltec RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See the RDB in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons. Listening to Armstrong Radio live from the Keltech Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Armstrong Radio live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios. Welcome back to Armstrong Radio. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Everything good? All right. Yes, good break. Good. good break. Everybody's everybody, everybody's back. I uh, can see everybody, so we're all good. Don't say back. <laughs> Don't say back. Sorry. Sorry, Kevin. Sorry. Um, on the line with this, Lieutenant Biller, our, our Chief Law Enforcement Executive of the program. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Um, Bill, tragedy going on. What I, I think we are at, is it, have we, have we lost 10 law enforcement lives in the past nine days? Is that is that the number? I think that's what it's up to, uh, tragedy, and that doesn't count the uh, I think I think we're up to eight officers that have also been wounded uh, in the line of duty. 
Let me uh, let me see. Uh, I, I've got a list here in front of me, and um, if this is incomplete, I absolutely apologize. It's just at the speed at which this is occurring, it's hard to keep the list up to date. We've had uh, Deputy Sheriff Scott Valentine, Tulane County Sheriff's Office in California. Deputy Sheriff Derek Gear, Mesa County Sheriff's Office in Colorado. Senior Deputy Patrick Daly, uh, Harford County Sheriff's Office, Maryland. Senior Deputy uh, Mark Logsdon, Harford County Sheriff's Office in Maryland. Uh, Police Officer Jason uh, Mosier, Fargo Department, uh, Fargo Police Department, North Dakota. Uh, Major Greg Lem Barney in Riverdale Police Department, Georgia. And I don't see it on here. Is uh, I believe it was Sergeant Jason Gooding in uh, in Oregon, uh, uh, Seaside, Seaside, Oregon. Um, that uh, I was, I was, I remember that one. It was actually, I was through there. He's been there. I remember his story. He was there. He's been there 13 years. He was killed while he had seen a felony suspect that they knew there was a warrant for. Um, and when I was reading this story, it, it sent chills because I'd, I'd been at that place when uh, a little military assignment back then. I'd been right through that town and would have been would have been that year he started. And I remember talking to some of the cops there about the town. So, uh, and the name sounds familiar. So it's a uh, it, it struck home. It always strikes home. But yeah, Bill, it's it's too many. It's too many. What's what's going on? Yeah, I, I wish I could I could put one one thing on it as to why this is happening. But I think it's a culmination of what's been going on in society, the, the, the lack of of responsibility, the lack of respect for uh, law and order, uh, people believing that you know it's. Whatever they do is fine. Uh, it just, like I said, it's it's just so hard to put one thing on it. Uh, there's a lot of the advocacy groups that are out there uh, that have been pushing an agenda that law enforcement is the enemy, uh, that you know we're militarized, we're we're an occupying force, uh, and that's simply not the case. But it's it's a lack of people respecting the law, respecting law enforcement and public safety officers uh, as a whole, and then jumping on the bandwagon of the 1% of law enforcement officers that are that are bad or crooked or done wrong and just painting with a wide brush uh, all of law enforcement. And it's, it's tragic. It really is. Um, recently, I was teaching at the academy, and that subject came up. And we started talking about professional organizations, and, and nothing against uh, the, you know, the, the the lawyers in the audience, <laughs> or or they're on the panel, or the doctors, or anything like that. But you know, more doctors kill people per year through malpractice than law enforcement officers do. Uh, you look at any professional society, and who polices themselves more uh, than law enforcement? Uh, nobody hates a bad cop more than a good cop, and we do ourselves. Uh, the, no justice by not getting that word out there enough. And it leads to people thinking that they, they can just take the law into their own hands. They don't have to obey the law. And if a law, a law enforcement officer goes to stop them, then they have a right to violently resist them. Yeah, yeah you know, I've uh, listened to you talk. I, I know uh, the two of the deputies that were killed uh, up in, in Harford County, uh, they were targeted. They were targeted for for being cops. So this this was not a you know a, a fight or flight type you know type scenario. And, and that they ended up in a fight and the officers ended up losing. These were these were these were gunned down. These were these were targeted. Um, and and it, it just it, it sounds too 
you know, horrific to think that there's people out there that uh, have have given up, have have given up and decided, uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot cops. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take out cops. It's 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 sh- it just shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be going on, and it uh, you know it it, it needs to end. Um, you, you started to talk about that the police are, you know, at the one percent. I've always believed that you know we all say well everybody has their bad apples and no matter what 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 group it is there's bad apples uh I, the, I bet you the percentage of police bad apples is much much smaller than you, you know, any other profession's percentage of bad apples because I, I dare you to tell me another profession the screening and training that you do you know listen uh, I got lawyers sitting in a room with me here they went through you know seven, you know Four years of college, three years of education, you know, law school and and internships and all of that. But did you ever sit down and did any organization or any any profession you know sit down and take a psychological evaluation, take a psychological uh, interview, do a polygraph test, do a do an extensive background check? You know, there's there's so much. Is somebody going to fall through the cracks? Sure, but I bet that percentage is much smaller than the rest of the communities. Well, I I would tend to agree. I mean, that's in my my current assignment. I haven't t- I shared this <laughs> shared this with you yet, but I have once again found myself in the professional standards unit. Um, and for for those of you who uh, don't know the proper term, it'd be internal affairs. Uh, but I'm overseeing the recruitment and background side now. Right. Uh, and the amount of you know vetting and testing that we put our officers through, uh, you have to open up your life, and I'm going to know everything about it. And you know, you're you're Test comes from the moment that you fill out that application, and it just goes on from there. And we do a uh, bifurcated psychological, which is a two-part psychological. We do uh, the, the mental side and a medical side right. of the psychological. You know, we do an in-depth polygraph uh, examination. There's there's a, a, a two-hour interview beforehand, uh, and then your background is extensive. We go back from you know the time that you're 18. We go talk to your teachers in high school. We go talk to all your bosses, your coworkers. We go to every neighborhood that you lived in, and we talk to talk to them. Um, I'll I'll stop your mailman. I'll stop uh, you know the lawn service people in your neighborhood, and I'll talk to them. Uh, I don't know of any other profession that people are vetted, except probably the special operations community, uh, th- that it is, is vetted as much as police officers. I will At least ask, here in Florida and what we do. We'll say the Florida Bar, when I was applying to the bar, they did send out mailers to my neighbors saying that uh, I was applying for a sensitive position and uh, if they had any issues with my character and fitness to alert the bar. Uh, and in some cases, the bar does do uh, interviews if there is some concerning past in the history of the uh, the applicant. But uh, I think that it's that's the extent of it for the most part. And, and with with law enforcement, that's great that they're they're doing that. The Florida bars does that. I'm, I I hope uh, other bars around the country are doing that, so we don't get you know somebody that abuses the legal system. Right. Um, you know, and it's a it's an awful lot to to go through to abuse the legal system. But does it happen? Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just like in law enforcement, I'm sure it happens. We're just making the point that it's probably a a very very uh, a small percentage. Um, I think it's time, Bill. I think it's time that we stop saying, you know, um, there's there's shootings and and, and innocent people are being shot. Or, or people are people are being shot, um, and 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 saying what's wrong with the police, and we need to start looking at those communities and saying what's wrong with the community. If the community believes they can shoot police and, like you said, can actively fight with police when they show up, 
and 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 resist arrest violently, causing you know uh, you know injury or death. I think it's time to look there. I, you know, I think we think we look at the police enough. There's enough exposure. Sure. It's open. You know, I think it's time to. I think there's there's such there's such a a, a camera's eye uh, on law enforcement that you know a lot of the officers that I talk to, it's not that they don't want to do their job. They want to do their job. They want to go out there and do the right thing, but the fear is, you know, sometimes there's things that we have to do that is not that that, that is not pretty, right? Uh, and but that's what we're charged with, and of course everybody's perception is their reality, and people are going to twist it, and you know we'll have people come in and you know they'll make complaints and they'll see only thirty forty five seconds of a ten minute encounter, right? And of course, it's you know the, the the police are abusive, and the, you know the police are militaristic. The police are doing this. You know, there's no reason for them to to handcuff little Johnny. Uh, well, we just had a, a, an incident reported recently where an eight year old walked into a convenience store with a loaded handgun and tried to rob it. Yeah, I yeah, mean, we saw at that. At what point does this become acceptable in society? Yeah, it's the uh, it's the enti- it's the entitlement. It's the uh, you know, uh, like Kevin said it here many times, um, you, you you can't convict me. I'm I'm expected to rob. It's part of the way I make my money. That's right. It's it's our it's in my culture in my neighborhood. This is how we live. Yes, yeah, so I've actually seen a young man use that as a criminal defense at trial in Central Florida for robbing two women because that was the way he was expected to make a living in his neighborhood. Uh, it didn't work. Bill, we only got a couple seconds left. I want to thank you for calling and say, um, you know, keep your keep your eyes open, uh, you know, for police. Watch them. Say thank you. Say thank you for doing what you do. Uh, keep keep your eyes out for them. Tell them you got you got their back. Uh, you know, these these are these are some people that start at ten dollars an hour to get out there and put a gun on. They're not out there to to do bad. They're out there to help and and do good. Um, Bill, thanks again. And um, Anything we can do to, to spread the word, please let us know for uh, for law enforcement. As long as we know that you guys have our six, we're good to go. Uh, Lieutenant Bill, law enforcement executive, thanks you again. Be safe uh, out there. Uh, you listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Ears. Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Keltec Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Arms Room Radio live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Keltec Studios. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Sergeant Alberto de Montrand died February 13, 2006, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Montrand, 27, of Suffolk, Mass., was assigned to Group Support Battalion, 7th Special Forces Group, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. He was killed when an improvised explosive device detonated near his Humvee during combat operations north of De Rawad, Afghanistan. Montrand leaves his wife, Crystal, and their two young children, Nezra and Kevin. Alberto had finished his first term, but he re-enlisted because he felt he had a duty to serve his country, Alberto Montrand, a cousin, told the Boston Herald.
Before he was killed, he had sat down with his father, Alberto Montron Sr., to discuss his future and expressed a great desire to stay in the Army, the father said. He re-enlisted December, the December before his death. Army Sergeant Alberto D. Montron, you are not forgotten. Kevin's back in the office. Come get your gun, trust. 407-480-2179. You can get our questionnaire off our website. It's at maxlaworlando.com. You can reach us on Facebook, facebook.com slash downtownattorneys. And you can uh, reach us on the Twitters, at MaxLawOrlando. Thank you, Alec. Thank you, Kevin, uh, for, again, sponsoring uh, that segment. Again, if you have anybody uh, in your family and your know and your, your group uh, that you'd like us to uh, honor via uh, the Fallen Hero segment, uh, get a hold of us here at the uh, at the show. You can tweet us. You can email us. Just go to go to armsroomradio.com, and you can see all the ways to get a hold of us at armsroomradio.com. Yep. Send it to us. We'll use it. It's... Uh, you know, any 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 war, past, present, you know, uh, whatever it happens to be, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, Afghanistan, Iraq. It's uh, what whatever whatever it is. Um, hey, I want to get into Florida carry. Uh, excuse me, what's uh, what's going on in Florida with the uh, open carry and the concealed carry? But we got a got a caller. I want to bring in real quick. Uh, JJ, talk to me real quick about violence. Oh, okay. Well, this is a violent. Uh, thing that happened. I don't know if you guys heard about this um, Green Beret in Afghanistan that uh, apparently him and a buddy beat up an Afghan commander that admitted to sexually abusing this kid. And um, they're trying, they're basically trying to get him out of the army. If he had looked the other way, his job would be in jeopardy. And he's decorated a Green Beret. And I just thought I'd bring it up to your audience because I heard Duncan, Congressman Duncan Hunter, talking about it. And he said one of the best things we can do is call the Army recruiting centers in the area and let them know what we think of, you know, to stand up for someone who stood up for a child being sexually abused. I'm not sure calling the local recruiting centers would help. Those are just those are just soldiers doing their job. I'll tell you who to call. You definitely need to call uh, Department of Defense, Department of the Army uh, in Washington for sure and let them know and talk to everybody up there. Um, I'm having trouble placing the name if, if one of you guys could, could, could look that up for me. I know this was a, a Green Beret sergeant, uh, Sergeant First Class. He witnessed a, uh, a young child being abused uh, by uh, one of the Afghans and, uh, and, and, and interceded. Uh, stopped it from happening, and uh, I, you know I won't I won't say that he uh, kicked the guy's butt or did anything like that, but uh, there was probably a uh, you know threw him to the ground to get him to stop kind of thing, and then that was reported, and uh, this sergeant has since been uh, he faced trial he faced excuse me faced court martial um, and was uh, was dismissed from the army back in November I believe it was he was discharged from the army for this uh, was it Charles Martland. Yes, thank you, Charles Sergeant First Class Charles Martland. Um, so yeah, and, and that's that's still something that's going on. He's already out. He's been processed out. But you know, if the right amount of people continue to call the Secretary of the Army, Secretary of Defense, you know, perhaps we get this we get this turned over. But uh, but uh, thank you, JJ. Thank you for the call. Yeah, we, it's definitely a story we're gonna, we're going to talk about, and we uh, we're, we're hoping to talk about that one with Colonel West when we get him back on. Uh, yeah. The topic we want to talk about with him. Decorated Green Bray and 11 years in Special Forces alone. Yeah. Yeah, he had a, a, a geez, it was an unknown. I, I don't have it in front of me. Earl does. It's a, a you know, an unknown uh, number of deployments. You know, he's been over there pretty much uh, op-tempo constant, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
All right, I want to talk to you about uh, what's going on with Florida Carry. Or not Florida Carry, I keep saying Florida Carry. Open Carry and Campus Carry in Florida. Thank you very much. Open Carry and Campus Carry in Florida. Uh, we had, uh, it was, uh, no, was it last week, last uh, two weeks ago, uh, during the week, uh, House bills uh, went to went to uh, the Florida uh, Florida House, and it was. Uh, let me see what the House bill numbers. I uh, do not recall the House bill numbers off the top of my head. I have them here in front of me. Let's see. It was open carry and campus carry. Open carry and campus carry went before the legislature and the House, and we talked to you about the comedy of errors that we saw from some of our uh, legislators <laughs> oh gosh, up there. Yes. Uh, and and uh, there, it was it was. Earl and I watched it uh, sitting there at work. It was ridiculous. It Ugh. was absolutely ridiculous. Earl, what, what, what if I have a gun on the treadmill? What if I have a gun on the treadmill? Yeah, yeah. I'm you just know. saying, you know, the, the, the property... At, of, at the gym. At the, what if I'm at the pool? The, 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 the business pool. owner or property owner yeah. has the authority to set the standards they so choose. Well, yeah. how does it work when I'm on the treadmill? Yeah, it was just it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, it was crazy. Were you not listening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't even what, say that. What? They wouldn't even say that. They're very professional. What if I'm naked? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if I'm wearing a trench coat? None of them. None <laughs> of them would give into that. What if I've dyed my hair? Uh, what's What's <laughs> happened is the two house bills for open carry and concealed carry have passed and passed the house in Florida, and they've gone to the Senate. Uh, the committee that they're uh, supposed to be heard on is chaired by. Senator Miguel Diaz de la Portilla, uh, he's chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. He's refused uh, refused to bring the bring the bills forward. They're dead in committee. He will not bring them up. Um, he's he's going to let them die. He was asked. Alec pointed this out earlier. He was asked what he would do, and he said, uh, I, "You know, I, I might bring them forward. I might not. I might bring them forward. I, I, I might not." Uh, he, he's of the Obama school, which is. Yeah, you're not the government. I'm the government. And since I'm the government, I don't care what the legislature says. I'll decide whether we vote on it or not. Yeah, and I've told you guys before, we're having worked with a lot of the state government around here and a lot of local governments. Uh, Florida is one of those states where Tallahassee is the old capital. It's it's still the capital, but it was the capital long before any other cities existed south of Florida or south of Tallahassee. Uh, it was it was the major spot of Florida. And well, since you know the past hundred years, you got Miami, you got Fort Lauderdale, you got Orlando, you got everything else Tampa going on. Um, you go to Miami and you listen to the politicians in Miami; they 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 believe they're the capital, <laughs> and and they when they go to Tallahassee, they act as if though uh, the rest of the state doesn't matter. So this happens to be one of those gentlemen, uh, Senator Miguel Diaz de la Portilla. Uh, here's here's the kicker: Here, uh, he's 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 squashed this bill. He, you know, he won't let it out. Uh, he will not let it go to the floor. He will not let it go to a vote. He's a Republican. What? He's, he's you know what he is? He's a, he's a guy that's not going to get elected again. He's he's done. Yeah, he's absolutely done. You know, you, you remember this name, De La Portilla, De La Portilla, DLP. They call him De La Portilla. It will he's, a name that lives in infamy. Yeah, except it doesn't. <laughs> he is uh, he has blocked this from going on. Uh, uh, almost uh, as equal, if not uh, the same amount of. Uh, uh, complicity in this is uh, Senator Andy Gardner. Senator Andy Gardner. He's out of Orlando, and he's the Senate chairman. The Senate chairman has the option to call the bill forward, also. So it can either come out of committee, or the Senate. Uh, the, the he's not chairman. He's the, uh, the the Senate president. President of the Senate could call it out of committee, uh, and 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 onto the floor. He also refuses to do so. Uh, he. It's also a Republican. But he thinks Miami's the capital as well. Yeah, they these are two people that are 
uh, horribly in for a rude awakening. They are, they are going to find out what it's like to lose their jobs. These are two Republicans that should be standing by the Second Amendment as, as uh, you know, 80 out of 80 House representatives did when they pushed it when they pushed it forward, as all the Republicans did there. Yet these two, Senator Miguel Diaz de la Portilla and Senator Andy Gardner, uh, stomped it, stomped this bill dead. Uh, Florida Carry, now I'm now I'm now meaning to say Florida Carry, Florida Carry, the organization, uh, you know, helped to push this bill forward, and uh, you know they're they're at a standstill. There's you know what what to be done. Everybody has contacted, everybody that could contact and has sent emails. It's thousands and thousands and thousands. They've they've stalked these two senators in Tallahassee. No one. Uh, you know they won't meet with they won't they refuse to meet with anybody refuse to meet with rape victims on from from college campuses that want to talk about this refuse to meet with um, everybody involved they've stuck their head in their sand and this is done Senator Miguel Diaz de la Portilla and Senator Andy Gardner you're done you're done you know go switch over to the Democratic Party you're you're, you're un-American anti-constitutionalist activity will not be forgotten you two you two will find yourself out of a Senate job. Oh, so that's that's my little my little yeah, piece got, for them. Got a couple of rhinos, Republican in name only. Exactly right. Uh, exactly right. Thank you, Earl. Uh, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you when we get back from the break. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Weapons. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. 
at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time. How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself. So why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Greetings to all my friends out there and patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Alan West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio at FM 105.5 and AM 660, The Answer. Stand at attention when I'm talking. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Kiltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios. Welcome back to the program. Now, listen, before the break, we were... Uh chastising Senator Miguel Diaz de la Portilla and Senator Andy Gardner, uh, uh, Florida State Senators, for holding up open carry and campus carry. And we went to break, and Earl brought up, uh, brought up a couple of great points. With, with both of these guys deciding to take the law in their own hands, is there anything the, that the people can do uh, short of voting them out of office? What, what my research provided was... <clears throat> Uh, the first thing I thought was, uh, well, you know, let's uh, let's put them on uh, let's put them on for a recall election. You could do that. Except Florida, you cannot recall state level uh, uh, elected officials. You, you can move to censure them. You can move to censure, um, but there's no recall in Florida. It's only for municipal officers for okay. county and below. You, you can. So the you senators can, and representatives have, have secured themselves from being recalled. If if you were perhaps the attorney for one of those rape victims, you could bring a 1983 action against them. Because their behaviors have rendered them the victim, wherein they might not have been had they been provided the necessary opportunity to defend themselves. FSU student and campus rape survivor Shayna Lopez-Rivas. She's been trying diligently to get a meeting with the chairman, and he has refused her and is even ignoring requests to meet with pro-rights senators. He won't even meet with other senators. So, you know, she files suit, sets his depo, and then she gets to ask him anything she wants to while she's in a deposition. He'll, of course, try to claim immunity. But privilege. that's uh, national security. So yeah. then and does their actions then possibly open themselves up to the uh, the story we talked about earlier? Right. With uh, being liable for, I would quote unquote, so. making a gun free zone statewide. If, if we can get it either on the books or we can get a jury and a judge to hold him responsible. And if you look around for the right set of circumstances, you might find a forum that agrees with the rape victim's position and not so much DLPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've just come up in my own mind, you know, DLP, don't let pass. Yeah. yeah he's exactly he's not, right. getting, not getting past my uh, my ballot. He said, 
Senator Diaz de la Portilla, after promising to bring up the open carry bill in committee, Senator Diaz de la Portilla is now telling the media that he may flip-flop on Senate Bill 300 by Senator Getz. I'm very, very seriously considering not hearing the open carry bill at all, Senator Diaz told the News Service of Florida. Yeah, well, he's doing it. Sitting on it. It's going to die again this year because of one person refusing to take part in the uh, legislative process. I mean, isn't it... The, you know, if this was Chicago, oh, he, yeah, he'd I bro- would be thinking... He'd had his legs broken by I, now. No, I, but I'd be thinking, you know, I didn't get my envelope. Yeah, right. I didn't get right. my envelope. If I got right. my envelope, yeah, he, he didn't it get would paid. be out. Listen, it sounds like somebody did give me an envelope, and it that's may, why it's being held. Yeah, it may be uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Bloomberg does have a lot of money. There you go. That's Is that what it is? I though? don't want you to do something wrong. I just want you to not do something. Yeah. That may be what it is. need to sit there. Maybe we have to get Senator uh, Diaz de la Portilla and Senator Gardner and ask them how much uh, how much they got paid. What's the what's the price? How much money do you need to to get it out of committee? You know what? You, you obviously been paid to keep it out. You know to keep it from going to the floor. How much uh, can we pay you to get it onto the floor? I wonder if they put that on their taxes. Oh yeah, you know, I'm sure they did. Yeah, I'm sure they, you know, listen, just because they're crooked doesn't mean they're crooked. You know. Yeah. Uh, let's get serious. Um, hey, all right. Um, uh, you know, one thing we need to do is get a uh, uh, a recall uh, a referendum, you know, in Florida. To so we can it. we can get these kind of monkeys off the... Yeah, Colorado did it. You know, it's been done elsewhere when uh, these kind of nut jobs and anti-gunners and these anti-American, anti-constitutional, uh, you know, senators uh, and representatives pop up. We can we can recall them. And, and by no means are we saying get rid of them just because they're not going the way we want them to go. They are stopping the process, the way the process is be designed. Uh, I think a good analogy here is we don't, we're not you know, angry that they're not flipping the coin and it's coming up heads. They're not flipping the coin at all. Exactly right. Exactly right. They're refusing to let the legislative process take place. Um, you know what we are going to do, and uh, it's in the it's in the initial planning stages. Uh, Florida does have very very limited open carry. Uh, you can open carry while hunting, fishing, uh, target shooting, Go, going uh, to a shooting event, yeah, going to or from. Um, we are planning, we're going to plan one for the central Florida area. We're going to have an open carry event. Nice. The uh, arms room is uh, arms room radio and uh, Max Orlando. We're going to sponsor us a open carry event and hope to have, uh, you know, hundreds and thousands of people to show these senators how dangerous it is to open carry and nothing ever happens. A hundred thousand people. It's going to be a lot of parking. I said hundreds and thousands. So oh, if we get, just... we get a hundred thousand. Yeah. We may have to use some Disney park a lot kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disney's going to love yeah, that. Yeah. Not it. Not it. Not it. It's you. Alex in charge of the parking. Alex is president of the parking committee. There we go. I understand the business now. I'll just delegate. There we go. That's the radio business. You just turn to the producer and go, you heard that you're assigned that, right? <laughs> Let's talk to you about and Panera. The producer's in the other room going, with his hands behind his back going, yeah, your mama. I'm going to talk to you about Panera Bread for a minute. Uh, Panera Bread CEO, do not bring your guns into our restaurants. He spouted off earlier this week. It was on September the 8th. Uh, bakery chain Panera Bread has joined a growing list of retailers, including Starbucks and Target, by announcing that customers should leave their guns at home. You know, I, I'm we we still go around the table here, and we have a difference of opinion. Uh, 
do you do you stay away at all? Do you give them no money, or do you go in in defiance, carrying the firearm concealed? Uh, I think either way, you're you're making a protest, and mm-hmm. and it's and it's good for them to know. Yeah, I, I like to do the go in and protest, and then when I leave, drop one of those business cards that says, "I was here." And mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. I'm, I've been background checked. I've had a you know clearance. Yep. I've had yep. training. I like to do that. And uh, I, I like bread too much. I'm not staying away from Panera. No, I'm listen, gonna, I'm not saying I'm going to stay away card. from bread. I'm just going to drop some, drop, drop some the cards. Card. You know, card. yeah. but I but I understand both 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 methods of protest. Uh, uh, this is the statement from uh, what's his name, Ron. What is his name? Ron, Ron Shea. 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 Something like that. S H I C H. I've got S H A I C H. S H A I C H. Looks good to me. Okay. Uh, Whatever. I, I just got. We'll a, just call him CEO Ron. Got a text message. Somebody with a large enough venue to hold a hundred thousand people just said, "You can come here." Nice. Perfect. Perfect. Let's do it. Let's. It's in the planning stages. We'll be talking to you soon. Well, Alec will be about the parking. More, yeah. more uh, details to follow. Yeah. Mr. Producer. <laughs> uh, Panera Bread CEO. Within our company, we strive to create Panera warmth. Warmth means bakery cafes where customers and associates feel comfortable and welcome. <sighs> you know, gun-free zone to hear coming. Um, to this end, we ask that guns not be brought into this environment unless carried by an authorized law enforcement officer. Panera respects the rights of gun owners. No, you don't. I'm just uh, going to say that right now. Apparently you don't. No, you don't. Um, uh, but ask, our, good. but ask our customers to help preserve the environment we are working to create for our guests and associates. Let me tell you something, Mr. CEO. You do not respect the rights of gun owners. You do not respect the U.S. Constitution. You do not respect the Second Amendment. You, sir, are anti-American. And you should you should be taken out and uh, behind your Panera Bread. Wait. If he wants to be a communist, he doesn't get a salary anymore. Yeah. He yeah. gives it up, and we give it to homeless people. Yeah. Just, just don't take any more money from the company. And all the proceeds get donated to the Salvation Army. Give the people behind the counter a raise that are actually doing the work. Yeah. Let me tell you what happened with your gun-free zone, Mr. Panera Bread, Mr. Mr. Shach. Let me tell you exactly what happened with your gun-free zone and how good it works. You stated that there were no guns would be allowed in your restaurants. Guess what? Two days later, two days later, Harford County Sheriff's Office Deputy Patrick Daly and Deputy Mark Logsdon were killed in a Panera Bread. There was a bad guy with a gun in your store. He doesn't care about your son. He was a bad guy with a gun in your store. The law enforcement responded, and law enforcement was killed. Your policy killed two deputies. You hear me? There was no backup for this office. These officers in there. There were no citizens that were trained with their firearms. There were no. There were no innocent bystanders that could help because they were c- carried firearms and they were properly licensed and trained to do so. Panera Bread, you killed two deputies. You hear me, Ron Shach or however you say your name. And I've sent emails to you and you haven't responded. You killed two cops. And wait right? till their parent, their families. Their wives, their parents, come after you. Because, buddy, if I was a lawyer in that county, I'd be all over this guy like white on rice. <laughs> so, you know, it hasn't happened in Starbucks. It hasn't happened in uh, Target. Maybe they'll wake up. But CEO Ron Shach, you killed two cops. You hear me? You killed two cops. Make sure make sure it gets out to them. We're going to tweet it. We're going to Facebook it. We'll do whatever we can. I've emailed you. You kept those cops from having any citizen backup, any civilian backup that could have been trained with a weapon that had a firearm legally and was prepared to use it. 
All right. I hate to leave it on such a bad note. We're done with the show. We're at the end of it. Um, Please, please, if you have a firearm, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. And if you aren't ready, get ready. Stay ready. And be prepared. Blue Lives Matter as well. Thank you to Dr. John Adeen. Thank you to Jerry Henry uh, from Georgia Carey. Uh, it's georgiacarey.org, doctor, uh, drgo.us for Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. And thank you to Lieutenant Bill, our law enforcement partner. Uh, hearts, and, hearts and prayers out to all the law enforcement deaths over the past couple of weeks. Everyone have a good week. Be safe. We'll see you next week. <laughs>